body senses tingling. Big shoe. He's the host that is driving me to Baltimore in his gorgeous brand new Mazda 5. He's slim. This is That Paper Keg Show, episode 220. Welcome to the show. Paper Keg, where three dear friends, lifelong friends, Talk about comic books, and they read a book club together, and then they sit in front of microphones and talk about that book club. Yeah, we decided to change it up. Attack on Titan, Volume One. And then we'll read your letters live to close out the show. Letters at paperkeg.com. Now, let's just everyone cool out. You know, you're probably driving to work right now. You know, long, you're, you're anticipating a long day. Let's introduce the hosts right now. One of them is VP of Merch. The Silver Fox. He's lighting up Facebook like I don't know what. Dale underscore, welcome back to the show. It's most likely because when I'm downstairs in my basement, you know, I might uh, get on Facebook and not know what I'm doing and start posting things that people like because I'm high on the fumes of the cat urine that's somewhere down here and I can't seem to pinpoint. So I just live with it down here. I'm sprinkling the uh, fake dollar store carpet powder everywhere. I mean, it's... I should get you down here to respray menthol bug spray. It <laughs> might be the only thing to combat the the persistence that is how many, my devil cat and their urine. How many likes do you think if you were sprayed in the face with that bug spray? How many likes would you uh, on average would, get? How many likes do you think I would garner? Oh, man, I... It would be a little more crazier. Whatever I posted would be funnier and under the right audience would be crazier. But for Facebook, it would probably be somebody would take it more serious or ruin my humor. Yeah. Know, yeah. And and accuse me of treating Facebook like Twitter or something like this. You know, so... Does I'm that just happen? Saying, I'm just saying that if you have bug spray in a bathroom, it shouldn't be placed... On the back of the toilet, where one generally would reach around after you know putting in some time, you know. I I know I I understand it was in a bad place. I'm just saying, you know, it through through a series of unfortunate maneuvers, events. I probably was uh, killing a, a wolf spider minutes before you walked in, and <laughs> I wanted to save you the misery of trying to uh, dodge wolf spiders while spraying spraying your urine stream into my bowl <laughs> and and all the while dodging just, spiders 
If there's a a word that I would never want to combine with spider, it'd probably be wolf. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, the most horrifying combination of words that you could put together. I mean, that's pro- the only reason I haven't seen any recently is probably the the cat urine that's making my face hot right now. It's just getting in, into it's getting to me. Uh, we'll come back to cat urine in a moment. <laughs> just a reminder: Attack on Titan Volume One is our book club this week. We'll get into it in mere moments. But we have one other host that uh, we should chat with. He's a writer. Uh, you know, there's you could inarguably say unpublished. He's technically been writing a newsletter for our Patreon backers every week. I was starting to sweat it pretty hard on Friday when I didn't see anything go out. And then I realized that you had done it like five days previous. Mm. It was early. I'm ahead of the curve, sir. Maybe for the first time in my GD life. You know what I mean, babe? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I would improve with the Patreon is if like the, one of the three of us makes a post. I feel like the master email should get a notification like your post is I made live. Agree. You know? Otherwise, Jonesy just makes these things in, in total secret darkness. <laughs> we, we have just, no idea that it goes And that's just out. the way he likes it. So if anything, just by the light of the screen. Now, I think that yeah. backers get an email when the post comes out. Well, yeah, but I, I know that. But I feel like the the, the creators, quote-unquote, uh, should get a notification. Well, maybe so I'll what just, I'm saying is, Josie, I don't trust you at all oh. with the controls. <laughs> I mean, that is, uh, that's, that's what I'm getting that into. That is clear. <laughs> Lest we forget that 99% of the faves on the Paper Keg account are Jonesy thinking that he's under a personal account. <laughs> Because right. once you get what you get the notification that Paper Keg has faved something, and then half a second later you get the notification that Jonesy Lewis Beer has faved the exact same tweet. You could picture him like squinting at his phone because that's how he looks when he's at his phone. With his, uh, it's usually yeah, his walk- six plus phone. Yeah. He squints at, I, I, which I'm, is sad. I'm walking in the hub, and then I have to stop because I realize I've realized I've made a mistake. You know. <laughs> Yeah, hold on a second, guys. I gotta pause this meeting. I faved right. a tweet under the wrong account. Hold there's on. Four or five, hold on. There's four or five guys walking behind you with clipboards. They all stop in unison because <laughs> you stopped. Uh, anywho, oh, Jensen, welcome to life. the show. Thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to have you back. I do want to say, I think by the time this posts to the the public, our backers, our supporters will get it first. But we will have gone already to Baltimore Comic Con. Hmm. We'll, we'll now have been home, resting, hmm. hopefully alive. Dale, your thoughts on uh, Baltimore Comic Con right around the corner? Oh man, I am so ready. I am technically already out of work. You know, in the mental sense, I am already just ready to go. I'm cl- I'm actually got some uh, birthday money. My mom gave me some birthday money tonight while we separated my oh. birthday. Uh, I'm going to have some spending money down there, just like the old, uh, you know, as going away for vacation. My grandma, my grandparents would give me money right before I left. It was kind of like that today. Very sweet. Mm. I am looking forward to, you know, buying things with this birthday money, maybe locating the cheapest hardcover I can from the most vile comic book store you can imagine. But not realizing it, and then ending to make reparations, donating more money than the hardcover's worth, 
because my friends to charity yeah to charity because yeah some unnamed churlish individual pointed out that you purchased it from the you know from the awful uh an unsettling right shop. yes we'll say so that. you guys you know you, you kept me in check and i made the right yeah uh, you know we made strides to make sure all was okay after that boy my mouth is dry huh God knows it's a cat. It's all that it's cat, cat urine. It's pulling all the uh, moisture it out of your mouth. Really, I don't know what the heck the, the side effects are, but. <laughs> yeah, if you could Google side effects of pouring cat urine on your face, let us know oh, what the man. top top results are. Mouth dryness and Je- uh, wolf spider spray <laughs> are the two main. I, I have to point out. That's it, usually you don't pronounce the L in most anything. You and you've said wolf twice. It's got to be effects of the cat urine. <laughs> that's I've never known you, you know, say anything except for wolf. You know, I you've never pronounced L's. That's compliments of a friend of the show, Don Garvey, right there, because he has. I'm going to try to pronounce all the right words, but he has constantly when I would be in the comic book shop in Wilmington, Delaware, with him, and I would say. The Incredible Hawk. He would be <laughs> the hawk. He would incredible. He hawk. would pounce upon me like a wolf spider. And ever since then, he's given me Bad a complex. Don Garvey, executive producing from Beyond the Grave. We miss you, Don. Right, Rest in peace, Echo Rift Radio yeah. Free. Jonesy, don't you owe someone a Baltimore hardcover? Didn't we run a contest? Oh no, for no, 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 two hundred. I owe him uh, Baltimore at Baltimore. It's where I make my most valiant attempt to seek out every single issue of Baltimore while there and uh, give him the reward he so justly deserves. Wow. Aaron Jones your, on Twitter. Definitely not a your, relation. Um, what's your transportation goal uh, for that kind of project? Do you have like a backpack? Mm, yeah, good question. Uh, or I, a cart of some kind that you're planning on wheeling in? I got... Out of uh, storage, especially My since big, uh, Slim just reminded you that backpack. this is about to happen. I wish I could record the 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 face Jonesy made when I brought up the Baltimore <laughs> at Baltimore, where like his eyes dart from left to right immediately before making a statement, as if he just remembered the second before. <laughs> Congratulations, Aaron. It's my pleasure to uh, get those single issues for you while at Baltimore. So you, you wheeled something out of storage? No, I got my backpack out of the back closet as far as, as, far as I went. Rest in peace, Jonesy's back during uh, Baltimore. If only there was some giant shipping company I could just send the packages through. Yeah, if only. If only they had some kind of hub mm. that could be utilized. We have a big show, big episode. You know, last week we talked about Mr. Greg Rucka, who, mm. as we've mentioned before, is the Alec Baldwin of Paper Keg. We've done many episodes on his work. And, um, you know, it just didn't hit for us last week. Yeah, that's all we can say. Dale gave a valiant effort in defending it, as only Dale can. Yeah. We decided to change it up. You know, we needed to get some manga in here. And we have ventured into a book by the name of Attack on Titan Volume 1. Which is, I think, like one of the best-selling, if not the best-selling comic book series out right now. 
so probably several million copies and there's like 17 volumes of it holy moly yeah it's very i mean when i i even when i was doing the show post announcement and the tweet i just knew in my heart of hearts and my you know economics brain my search engine optimized phrasing of attack on titan i just knew we were probably just going to be getting boatloads of money from our advertisers just because we type those (laughs) words into twitter and tumblr well, you also, you're the VP of merch, so you run the advertising mm-hmm. component of the show. You're fielding calls, you're replying to emails. That's why you have that big iPhone to conduct that business. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a constant, you know, buzz. It's like I have I've business level, you know, contracts with Verizon because they know I've, I, per- I perform such a business on this phone that I got business level, service level agreements, you know? On this, I want a, I want a meme of you on a cell phone <laughs> saying, "I perform such business." <laughs> yeah, oh, F and Dale is a big loser, big fat dumb. Listen, you do a great job as a VP of Thank merch. You. Uh, you know, things have never been higher. Such now, business Jonesy, what is, attack- is happening. <laughs> you do much business. <laughs> Jonesy, what is Attack on Titan? And, and what's the format of this book? Can you, can you guide us, please? So this is uh, manga slash manga, however you choose to pronounce it. Uh, black and white, wonderfully priced uh, digitally on a comicsology of five ninety nine dollars at trade. And um, <laughs> the story... <laughs> Is essentially the human race has been wiped out, and we're 100 years from that point. Uh, the population of the planet has been reduced to a single fortress city uh, built in concentric rings, uh, and you know, with with different caste systems uh, within the city. So, kind of like the the poor and the front line to live in the outer ring and then you have the middle class in the middle ring and then you have the elite in the center ring and the the component that has wiped wiped out the human race are these uh basically 10 meter i believe 10 meter tall uh humanoid giants called titans uh they're monstrosities nobody knows their origin uh you know they're not tribal they have no reproductive organs they're just kind of these giant humanoid terrors that uh, cannot be killed by conventional weapons uh in the through the story you realize that the only way they can be killed is by severing a nerve cluster on the nape of their neck so you know conventionally it's very difficult for the humans to uh, kill them and they eventually overtook much of the planet so 100 years later, in this city, uh, in the outer town, uh, we meet up with uh, a couple kids who have been born, never seen Titans, kind of in the uh, aloof frame of mind, except for one, and his name is Aaron Yeager, and he's kind of like the one that, that still thinks Titans are a threat, and thinks everybody should be on alert. And, you know, his best friend, I believe her name is pronounced Mikasa? 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 I, thought that, I thought that was his sister. 
for some reason. Maybe I, I misread. It's that. either best friend or like adopted sister. Like maybe this is you know what I mean. It's I'm unsure of the relation, but you know they're kind of the two central characters in the story. Um, as we start the book, you realize it's actually a flashback to five years ago when a titan called the Colossal Titan, which is I guess a genetic mutant over fifty meters tall. Uh, and as tall as the walls in this town kind of breaks through and there's an all-out feast of titans on this town. Uh, Titans, of course, don't need to eat, but uh, anytime they see a human, they pursue them until they they murder them by biting, I guess, by consumption. So flash forward to the current time. You know, the kids have grown up. Uh, Jaeger lost his parents uh, or his mother, uh, in the attack, he's kind of decided he's going to be part of the military that goes out and uh, surveys the uh, the Earth to get either the origin of Titans or a better way to kill them. And he's like one of the top ten kids from the military academy. And, you know, in their modern day story, the kids are kind of trying to get a grip on how they're going to reform their own society which has become you know a little like lord of the flies and how they're going to save the human race and take back their territory and find out what titans are and when that happens the colossal titan strikes again and now they're put to the test and um the volume ends pretty dramatically spoilers when um the main jagger or main guy named jagger goes to protect uh, his fellow classmates, he uses the vertical grappling system, which is totally bad, A. Eh? And he saves um, one of the other students and is killed on the final page. Mm. And volume one, Attack on Titan. Yeah, how about that main character, that volume, biting it at the I mean, end? After, Amazing. He has his leg bitten off, and then he kind of gets back up to save his friend so you're like man this guy's got a chance and he like yeah i thought he was just gonna be like a peg leg yeah, for the yeah. rest of the series like some kind of ba wooden leg and guy. then he jumps into the mouth of the titan to save his friend and boom titan chomps down on his a and his l's and his a <laughs> and his face and so and and even when he was in the the colossi or the the titan's mouth i was like you know Maybe he's gonna like squir- like scurry down there, cut himself out of his his a spot and live. Mm-hmm. But then you see like his arm bitten <laughs> off in the mouth. I was like, all right, he's he's dead. He's right. officially dead now. Yeah, definitely. This, I mean, the there's there's a lot of things. You know, the setting is so absurd, but it's so absurdly compelling that. The t- I mean, the Titans could be anything, right? That's just the, uh, another vehicle to display the human race at, the, at its very last vestiges. And the, the system of the concentric circle town has some... He explains, you know, the writer explains on a page why that's a good idea, but it's such a crazy, crazy concept that so I mean, it's such a slow burn. Like you, wait. Now we obviously know it's a slow burn because there's 17 volumes of this out. So 
the first volume is a whole lot of setup, but it's such a, an absurdly slow burn that it just makes you like need to know more about the Titans, about everything in the story, because the Titans are just so unexplainable right now that it's crazy. The Titans themselves are unexplainable. The colossal Titan who shows up, who shows a tiny bit of intelligence because he knows where exactly in the wall that he's kicking to make a hole. And then he dis- and then the colossal Titan disappears. He makes himself disappear. Does that mean they all can disappear if given enough time? Does that mean you know he is some sort of leader? It's it's bananas and the the craziest part I mean it, I can't say the craziest part. It's all the craziest part. I mean the the they show Titans eating people. Mm. Where like no, like for the rest of the book it's almost like just a kind of like slice of life manga. There's no violence, there's no blood, there's no horror. But the fact that they show the Titans like biting down on people and the Titans are so crazy and horrific looking, they're not they're humanoid, but they're not right. They're like nightmare silent hill fuel. Like they look like humans, but they're definitely not humans. Their body shapes, they're misproportioned. Their their mouths are like on these hinges that open up. They have they have slightly more teeth in their mouth than the Luna Brothers would draw in the sword. <laughs> you should have said slightly less than they would draw. <laughs> yeah, that dig was like seventy, eighty episodes. In the a, that was an amazing callback. Throwing up the peace sign like a. Uh, Japanese tourists would do. Peace. So I think this volume had me asking all the right questions. All right. And that's the earmark of a really good book. When I closed the book and I went, okay, what's going to happen next? Who are the Titans? Where do they come from? You know, what? how did the human race fall from grace? What was it like during their last days? Why have they decided on this government? You know, why, you know, where did the the technology of the the bad a vertical you know string system with the replaceable swords and and all these cool things this technology you know where did, like and that's to me the sign that something is is truly magical is whenever i close the book i have a thousand questions mm-hmm. just about the mythology that i want answered yeah and it, it, it's the the premise, you know, is pretty played out. You know, post apocalyptic check. Uh, you know, boy hero check. Uh, throw in X bad a super technology superhero element check. And so, like you would think, we'd be tired of this, but the story is so well written, and the the characters so nicely fleshed out. They're like, I'm in. Like, I, I accept that this is happening. I accept this is the world that we live in, and now I just need to know more. The um, I, As I was reading it, I, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this without it being like an insult, because it's not. It's just the way I viewed the storytelling. It felt very childlike 
Like this is this this setting in this story feels like something I would have come up with when I was younger, like sitting on the floor with a bunch of my toys and blocks. Like, you know, there's a town, everyone has to stay in this circle, and then these giant people are gonna come and eat them. Mm. And then, oh, you're close to killing this one giant, but he just disappears. Mm, yeah. You don't know yeah. Why. Like, oh, he's gone. And there's just like a bunch of those elements that felt very uh, I don't know how I don't know what that what what phrase that would be, and even like where uh, the one soldier comes to help the family, like our, our lead family, her mother, their mother is like under rubble at that point, and and they can't pull her out. So this one soldier comes, and he has like the weapon to fight one of the titans, and she begs him to um save the kids instead and run. And there's like the moment where he explains the kids like, why did you save my mother? And then he like turns and he's like, I wasn't brave enough. And he's, there's like <laughs> tears streaming down his face and they're, they're, all, they're both crying and running down. But I, I don't want that to mm-hmm. be a detriment because I did enjoy the book. Like even though I just, you know, it, those, those are the ones that made me think of. <laughs> the, the storytelling maturity mm-hmm didn't take anything away from how I enjoyed the book. Yeah, that's that's a good point because I was going to also bring up that it also felt like a lot of people's or characters' thoughts were conveyed in a very basic manner. Like, mm-hmm. whatever they were thinking, they would just say in conversation. And it almost seemed like there was no inner monologue. It was just there's super basic conversations that they would have each with each other. And that, I mean, that didn't... and. But it's not an insult. It's just the method of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I did wonder, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I didn't even read the interview at the end of the book because I think it said that there were spoilers, like the interview, the creator. And I want to find out more of the book, but I'm like scared to Google anything because I don't want the reveal to be ruined of like, what are the Titans? How did they get there? Etc. Because it's such a weird um, storytelling choice to just have these titans. Like I, I can't remember if it was Jonesy or you, Dale, who said that just the titans could be anything. There's just these big things that are you know outside of the, of the town. But it just turns out that they're giant humans without skin and e. many teeth, and you know, and they they have no genitals. So it's yeah. like a weird, like you know, how do you even get to that? Like I, I feel like there'd be some kind of other design or story choice to make the Titans, but that just makes me more curious to find out the backstory of them. Yeah, that's it. It it keeps me fascinated, and it has me fascinated because you're right. Like who, when world building, specified like like they drill down to this is what their conflict is going to be this humanoid with no genitals and and they and they go into such like history of it they figure that they don't have to eat but when they see a human that's what they do that's all they do they survive on the outside world somehow but they don't eat but they eat humans but it's but and they're then horrific they barely have skin they're like they have these short arms and long legs or stubby legs they're they're misshapen like you have to like drill down on what you want your, I guess your antagonist or I don't I don't know what the 
the Titan would be in this case in storytelling. But it's so specific a villain or a whatever. It's like, man, you had something in mind here. It's like you... Well, also... It's uh, fascinating. In the second to last issue, Jaeger has a flashback where the dad is doing some kind of weird experiments on him. You guys remember that? Where there, it's just like him getting hit was with it a on him? hypodermic needle. Oh, yeah, I do remember So that. I wonder if that's going to come back into play and maybe Jaeger isn't dead. Mm-hmm. You know? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. Or well, I did briefly look at the Wikipedia because I was just no. curious about what they're... It, it only said that it started out with him as the lead and then it shifted to the girl because obviously he something happened to him. Okay, all right. So that was the only it. thing that okay. I knew. But even so, the father storyline was dangled like super early, like page four. Like, yeah. uh, oh, don't forget the like, oh, yes. So-and-so, and I will take you into the room that I've never showed you before and tell you it's secret. Ha-ha, goodbye. <laughs> and then he leaves. And then he's like out of the book from that, from that point on. You don't know what happened to him, except for like towards the end, they mention his father offhanded. Like, and we'll find out what happened to your father because he disappeared that day. We've never heard from him since. Uh, and also, I read the book in that voice, like that fast-pitched. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> because you can read the book like in that, you know, bad dubbed voice. And yeah. it, it's a fast-paced yeah. book. So you could easily read it in that kind of goofy voice and make it through the whole book. And it's still great. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still very entertaining. Like a Kenny Blankenship voice. Uh-huh. Or a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, MXC. MXC. One of the, my favorite shows of all time was MXC. <laughs> right you are, Ken. <laughs> right you are oh boy yeah the it's it's just fascinating and I, I just want to keep reading because it's so crazy a concept and plus the the whole like military caste system about how if you're good enough you can choose which branch of the military you go into but the survey corps are like the, nobody would nobody sounds like it chooses to be in the survey corps because they have to go outside the walls, but they, they're the ones that seem like they're most, um, they most use these vertical climbing systems the most. And then there's the garrison, which mans the walls and builds the walls and defends the walls. And then there's like the, uh, you know, the King's guard or something. It's the inner. It's like easy street. Yeah, yeah, and and most of the top of the graduating class, the top guns, sounds like they in the past opt to go obviously for the King's Guard, the easy stuff. The in Vietnam they would call them the REMFs, the Rear Echelon MFers. But the uh, what was his uh, name? Jaeger wants to be on the Survey Corps. He wants to get outside the walls and find out, you know, see the outside world, and and then he ends up like recruiting a bunch of people to go with him before he gets bitten in half and, and then pieces yeah. by a titan. What? Tomorrow he talks about the sea. He's like, and I heard stories. You know, the outside world is covered in water. They call it the sea. Right you are, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> we would make the worst manga ever and we'd be fired immediately. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I but think Gager, the most interesting part was how he seemed like the only person interested in actually ridding the world of the Titans rather than just living with the problem. Yeah, it was so cool how they 
they were able to kind of convey the complacency that humanity finds itself in. Like after, in between major conflicts, complacency kind of sets in through no fault of anybody's. It's just, you know, if if your generation's removed from a conflict, it's just the way it is. But then something major happens or something bad and it's like, man, we didn't see this coming or we did see this coming. We should have been better prepared. It's funny how the book like totally mimics that complacency after a hundred years of no titans everybody's like love and life and then colossal titan shows up and boom with his three thousand teeth i mean just imagine the uh the unhinged snake like i wonder if there's a a luna brothers fan art out there where they actually draw all the individual teeth if i can get that for dan i get it framed up i mean if they if there was a uh, that and then in that same picture was the girl from the sword with slicing a Titan's head off. The cross section would just be around like the die, the uh, diameter of the circle would just be teeth, <laughs> teeth all the way around in a circle. This is actually, uh, I've seen way before we talked about doing it. I saw that there's an attack on Titan animated series on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Really? And, and then yeah. I think that they started releasing the trailers for the movie. I think it's a. It's not like an American production. I think it's a Japanese production. Is it live action the, um, or animated film? Yeah, I think so. The animated series is supposed to be really, really, really good. Hmm. Yeah, I was about to like. I had I know nothing about it except I knew Attack on Titan was popular, and I was I asked I, I can't remember who it was if it was like age appropriate for James, and they said no because I guess mm-hmm. it does just you know follow the book and people getting eaten, etc. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it still is on Netflix, but you just got added to uh, Netflix. Was that Monster Squad movie? Oh man, I love that movie. Classic. Which also reminds me that we need to plan another comic book movie episode soon. You know, before we forget. We'll have to uh, throw a couple names in a hat. We'll see what comes sure, out. He has like five movies picked out, and they're all Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, we haven't watched Hellboy for the show yet, so you know he'll maybe text them. Are. He'll text them to us, and then we won't reply, and then he'll get paranoid. <laughs> see, uh, you know, behind the scenes uh, moment for Paper Keg when Slim or Dale don't like one of my suggestions, they just ignore completely. Like I never ever typed it. Like, uh, you know, we were talking about doing a run in Baltimore, and I said, oh, Dale, what, why don't, you know, you want to do some, uh, like, Kempo? And I'll show and he just ignored it, then Slim ignored it. So then we just moved on to the next thing, which they pounced on right away, so I knew they were reading. But they didn't like the suggestion, <laughs> no. so they just right. flat out, they were in their group chat, and they're like, I'm not going to reply to that, are you? Click, Jones, click, you, click, need, click. you need to get rid of this kind of high school mentality <laughs> right, right, that you right. have. I didn't, so I'm, I didn't I'm have a wrong, chance to reply, firstly. Secondly, this you know we're not in Harvard Square. There's no, there's no lush greenery schoolyard that we can practice well, tempo. You know what you could have Baltimore. done then is just type in two letters N O period send. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then I'd be eaten alive for. <laughs> it, your reaction would have been a million times yes. worse if he had said N O no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fine. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, Jonesy, uh, practice your karate, karate. During, uh, during the uh, the walk that we did last year. Oh, you during, know, see, but now, Baltimore. now that my legs work, now that I have workable legs, I actually look forward to that walk. Yeah, we can recreate Judgment Night as uh, <laughs> as we're Maybe jumping we from train car to train Judgment car Night trying to survive. For, uh, paper gag. Yeah, let's make sure you know we go to a bar and have to walk through the absolute worst parts of the city. <laughs> All right. Your Uber app is going to be out so fast on your phone. Burning my hand, you're babe. Not, you're not even going to be making any decisions. You're going to be getting black car Uber mm. for a quarter of a oh mile my God. drive. Dale just got super excited thinking about it. He is very aroused. Maybe the, maybe the Uber black car will be big enough where we get to our Kempo in the back. <laughs> you know, when I was in... Uh, this is... Sounds I just the way I started that sentence sounds uh, D wordy. Uh, when I was <laughs> in right. San Diego Total for setup. San Diego Comic Con, oh, here we go. Uber was doing some kind of promotion where like there was some kind of military vehicle promoting a television show, so you could Uber that car for free. Like if that was available, you could just jump in this military vehicle to get to your location. Jeez, that's cool. That is neat. I take it back. Thank you. Attack on Titan. Where does this? How does this compare to um, Pluto Volume One? Since you two have only done the first volume of Pluto, sadly, close, very close second, I would say. Pluto is still Pluto. Yeah, Pluto, Pluto always have, have a high rank because it opened my eyes to what manga could be. For me, you know what I mean. Yeah, and Pluto is definitely higher than this for me. I don't know how much. It's definitely higher. It's not. I wouldn't even say Attack on Titan is a close second. It's a second. Might not be a close second, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Pluto is. Pluto needs to be done again. We need. We we have to go back, as Jack would say. Oh my God! Maybe we get you know, dear friend, Scotty Young back on the show to wrap up Pluto Whoa. once and for all. Seems like the only way. I mean, that we should the the right way. Insert YouTube blank of Jack saying we have to go back. There you have it. Attack on Titan Volume 1. We did it together. Uh, Paper keg, fourth wall spoilers. Jonesy texted us like two weeks ago that he was finished it and that he loved it. Opinion spoilers. It was like Tuesday. And my I think my exact text was, uh, started Attack on Titan and it was so good. I was compelled to finish. Sorry, guys. Or something like that. I don't know. And then we we probably ignored it, and then we ruined Jonesy's day. Well, you, we you ignored respond. it, and then you probably like text each other in private G-chat on your plans to ignore it. I'm just going to overlook that one, okay? Okay, no problem. Just LOL. imagine Jonesy's psyche during high school. If this is what Jonesy is like as an adult male. But it would be more along the lines, Jonesy, of like... Yeah, Matt, good idea. That's what I was thinking, too. So, like, right. it shows more, like, we are, our thoughts are in line. Right, like, you guys are just, like, one half of the same person. I mean, that's, right. that's where I'm coming yeah. from with it, you know? There you have it. Attack on Titan, Volume 1. Matt just cuts it. <laughs> we got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at paperkeg.com. 
And if I may, you know, everyone I know is in Disney right now, where everyone that I know is at some point going to Disney in the next few weeks. There was, you know, dear friend Karate Chop. If I can pull a Jonesy Loves Beer and reveal a DM conversation that we had without speaking with the other person first. <laughs> Great callback. I forgot about that until just now. Uh, karate Chop uh, thought he saw the ghostly visage of one Mark Farrington in Disney just yesterday. Just floating by the haunted mansion. With a Superman shirt on. There you have it. I mean, can you imagine going through Disney, you know, and seeing, rest in peace, Mark Farrington, what you think is Mark Farrington, what what you think is his wife? Right. You know? Yeah. Guess what, guys? He's been dead for years now, so. It's been like three years since he left the show. But at least 100 episodes. All right, that's it. My story's over. Good story. Great story. First letter. Uh, Greetings from beautiful but rainy Vancouver. Uh, Sitting in a cafe this morning, I was ready to hear your glowing reviews of Queen and Country. Imagine my shock and horror as you tore my beloved book apart. Just kidding. I understand where you're coming from, but here are some reasons you should consider giving another shot. Based solely on volume one. Characters are so well fleshed out, whether it's Tara seamlessly switching between confident killer to haunted emasculated prey, or Paul Crocker, D-Ops, who relentlessly fights to protect an Avengers team, the characters are instantly defined. All the supporting characters, from Crocker's secretary Kate to the other minders to the people up and down the command chain, are real and grounded and have their own motivations. No one is ever a caricature. The action is intense, and the scenes have so much tension to them. From Tara's run to get out of Kosovo with people dogging at her heels, trying to bluff her way past the border crossing with a nude photo, to the final shootout at the climax of the story, the action is realistic and gripping. The bureaucracy, uh, bureaucracy is half the battle. Rucka has stated this book was heavily influenced by the British TV series The Sandbaggers, which, like the spy who came in from the cold, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and other British spy stories usually usually feature two bad guys. The actual bad guys you're trying to stop and your own government's BS politics slash corruption holding you back. Queen and Country kills at this with the tension of how far Crocker can bend things and still get away without hanging himself or his team out to dry. The stakes are so small, but huge. At the end of the day, this comes down to, will Tara get killed? What struck me about this book when I first read it 15 years ago was, holy S, the main star of this spy book isn't even allowed to carry a gun to protect herself. For me, that was a revelation, and succeeded in making me invested in the story in ways that make it far superior to the similarly themed Skyfall. I love Rolston's art, even though I agree that it could be challenging to differentiate some of the characters the first time through. These subtle looks and simple style really let Ruckus' writing come through. I could definitely say that the interplay of the characters and the story only continue to get deeper and more powerful through 32 issues and three novels. 
The art changes on every trade, and I gotta say, I loved seeing how different artists completely brought different takes while still keeping through lines of the characters. I hope you'll reconsider and keep reading. Either way, thanks for giving it a shot. You may get your wish in seeing it on the screen. At least, uh, at least this year, Ellen Page has been cast in a film version, which is in development at Fox. Cheers, Matt Double H. So what do you think? Do you guys all feel like S-heads for not liking Queen uh, <laughs> of Country now? Jonesy, we just followed your lead that episode. <laughs> Uh, you had the you had this feeling in your gut, and we just went with it. You know, we were like, let's let's just now. I mean, it, it's private it's cool. about it and hang him out to dry. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it was reminded me about the one we were talking yesterday, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Maddie, like I love that Matt ADH is so passionate about the book, this book that he obviously loves, that he emails us this great email with like all these subtleties of the book that only one that loves it so would be able to pick up on that and because he's been you know thinking about the book for 15 years so thanks for that i mean i'm going to keep reading i'm going to add it to my list of things to keep reading anyway and uh yeah i I mean i loved it i concur that's our that is our uh, only email this week, guys. It's a light week. Everybody's in Disney, so they don't have time <laughs> to write us an email. Dale's uh, coddling tricks, you know, being flipped on high high beams right now. <laughs> we got a big, we, you know, we got to rest up. We yeah. got a big week yeah. ahead of us. Only the, only the Patreon backers will understand that we are now on the road to Baltimore as they're able to download this in the secret feed. And, you know, we've got something cooked up in our hotel room. And it's not an orgy. Yeah. We might be cooking something up recording-wise to the secret feed only. Possibly the second time we'd ever do an on-location convention podcast. My gosh. I'm scared. Hold me. Yeah, it's going to be a great time, guys. If you happen to find yourself listening to this while you're driving to Baltimore or flying, uh, you know, hit us up. DM us on Twitter. Um, Make sure you do it earlier in the day because if you start DMing too late, uh, Jonesy will DM somebody drunkenly your home address and then (laughs) things fall apart after that. And then he'll talk about the DM conversation on the air. As he's ordering his third beer without having his first one delivered yet. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun when we're together Chum, in Baltimore. Chums in the water, guys. I get some other blood. <laughs> when we recruit all the women for orgy from our Kenpo sesh <laughs> out, in the, uh, out in the lobby of the Holiday Inn downtown you're, Baltimore. You're going to have to be fighting them off you know, with that bug spray from your basement. We're going to send them all Uber cabs. They'll follow us anywhere. We'll see everybody next week.
talking about the new uh, Black Panther book being announced. Yeah, the internet was quite pleased about its uh, arrival. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's great news for the, uh, I know that guy's like a huge comic book nerd and he needs an outlet, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Plus Marvel needed some black writers. Absolutely, they needed to add their the staple. industry of- in general, let's be honest here. Uh, Dale, did you read the, uh, I'm almost afraid to bring up books because we have to, we might need to save them for our monthly, uh, round table episode. Oh, that's coming up, friendo. Like next week, we probably got to record that. <laughs> Along with 16 issues of, uh, another book we're reading. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we got to let that out of the bag so people can start reading. Oh my gosh. Just one of those um, days. Listen. Don't take the it whole personal. Entire first volume, not the volume one, the first output between Grant Morrison, uh, Frank Quitely for a time, Batman and Robin, volume one. Mm. That's 16 issues plus a like a return of Bruce Wayne, I think, is in the vol in the collection. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's next week, guys. I mean, it's I mean, that was huge. That, that was uh, one of the higher voted items during our PK200 survey of Doom. Mm-hmm. People voted on the 200 episode, and that was up there. I think that might have been the number three, three voter. So we have to certainly get that out there. And uh, if you can imagine, we record on Tuesday nights and. Yeah, it's okay. How long, you guys how long of a reading. drive is it from uh, to Baltimore from where we're picking you up? What's the, what's the ETA? Could you uh, weasel in some some reading during that drive? Oh yeah, if you don't mind uh, me throwing up all over your car because I get car sick uh, if I take my avert my eyes from the horizon at all in a car. Oh my word! Bad times, bad bad times in a car. Doesn't sound good. Hmm. I'll probably your em- car slim. I'll probably emerge you by some uh, chewable dramamine at the first rest stop we stop at, and uh, just I'm in really, case. you know, I'm just really excited about the gift opportunities for this for this trip. You know, I was really pleased how last year went with the gifts. Photo mm. came out just at the right time. Yeah, it was a great great time to have photo at the ready. I was going back through them. Last week, oh man, they were gold. There was, I mean, probably my favorite one was when you you did the finger move where we <laughs> decided to call it a night and <laughs> it was still early, maybe like 2 a.m. <laughs> right, I was and ready and still raring. Out. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, are the uh, show sponsor comic book shop in Delaware going to be there this, uh, this year? They are. We, they are going to oh, be there. Fantastic. They have uh, like a three-corner booth. Good what? for them. Oh, Good. yeah. Oh, yeah, they're going to be representing down there. Hopefully we'll see them. They probably won't stay out late, you know, because they got their work and stuff. I will be, uh, you know, this will be in the past when you're listening to this, but I will t- ask them in the shop tomorrow, you know. I'll be like, <sighs> uh, you know, we hooking up or what? You guys coming to the... Uh, Sexually. Yeah, <laughs> you guys coming to the Holiday Inn Express Kempo Orgy? <laughs> I'll ask them. <laughs> Hiko, for short. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> one of my favorite just goofy lines. I, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was old school that opened with it or Wedding Crashers where the director, Todd Phillips, opened the door to the party and he said, I'm here for the orgy. <laughs> that's, uh, I feel like that's my that favorite. Was, uh, old school. Old school. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that is, but every time I walk into some party or restaurant, I feel like saying that to the hostess or host. <laughs> Todd Phillips had that mustache with his glasses. <laughs> yeah, he had the hair all done up, too. <laughs> oh, man. Baltimore, here we come. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. Got Irrational Beers is going to meet us there. Oh yeah, on Twitter, nice. meeting us there on Friday, I think. So that's, I mean, if, we're, if there's one more than just us, that's an official PK meetup. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is the ticket situation. We're able to work out some things for Will Call, but there's like the confirmation situation maybe doesn't exist. So we're just kind of just winging it. Get down there and say, "Do you have the tickets?" And maybe they say yes, maybe they say no. We'll just hang out in the hotel. We're okay with that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just imagine how many beers Jones can order at a time if he doesn't have to be anywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if the if somebody emailed you back personally and said, yep, you're on the list, then that's all the confirmation you'll get. But that's all you need. It's old school. You're on there. It is old school. He's probably walking around behind somebody with a clipboard. You know? The guy in front of him pauses because he faved the wrong tweet. <laughs> yeah. My life, He's erasing right? names, My life. penciling names. <laughs> what else we got? Should we, you know, let's, should we just get wild and start announcing some of our next few books? You want to just get wild right now? Do it. You want to get nuts? You want to do that? I want to get nuts, and you know, J- Dale or Jonesy rather has Criminal. Obviously, it's a book that he thinks we should do every week, and we'll probably never do it. I'm okay. It's fine. And I'm okay with that. Dale, Dale has his criminal, but it's for some somehow. He did some kind of reverse ninjing in my head to get me to write it down the list. <laughs> and Devil Dinosaur will be the book club for episode two twenty two. Man, I just made a deposit. You know. That what is, is what is it about this book before we, we won't get into any details really no review no lightning reviews what is it about devil dinosaur that made you want to make that a book club I just really 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 want to read it I've never read it before I've read devil dinosaur guest appearing and other things like I think my favorite so far is a a Gabrielle Delato Spider-Man mm. issue and I just like the concept of this dinosaur and his like half ape sidekick. I have no idea if the dinosaur is intelligent. I don't think he is, but we'll we'll find out. I just really, I just love the concept of the characters, and I really, really want want to read it. Old school, you know, super old school. It is. Can't wait. I hope. Uh, Jonesy's in uh, some kind of funk. I'm right here. I'm good. Looks like you were looking at your guns. <laughs> looking at my gun? No, I, there's no. Do guns. you have one sleeve that's oh, that's cut off of that shirt? What's going on with that shirt? Yeah, that's uh, uh, let's, oh, let's my word. Twist it up, man. Relax. That's what Pop I do. 
Don't worry about it, baby. I got a I got a sesh I gotta go to. Yeah. I might have to cut it out for that one. <laughs> Man, if only I had the music for American Ninja 2 <laughs> after you said that. <laughs> oh, my word. Those movies greatest. were on TBS nonstop oh, when I God. grew up. Could be the greatest movie of all time, American Ninja 2. 